Welcome to Day 162 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Katie Kresge and Matt Kresge, and we continue our journey through Paul's letters. We come to a very interesting uh, section in Paul's writings. These are called the prison epistles. These are epistles that Paul wrote either while he was in prison at Caesarea or while he was in prison at Rome. Most scholars think he is writing from Rome back to the churches uh, that he planted. So you have Colossians and you have Ephesians and you have Philippians and also the book of Philemon, all written while Paul uh, was in prison. Uh, The book of Colossians and Ephesians are almost twin epistles. When you get to the application of the epistles, the application is very much the same. Colossians emphasizes the supremacy of Christ, and Ephesians emphasizes the glory of the church and how Christ has established the church, and we've received our identity through him. Colossians is also a church that Paul has uh, never visited. Uh, While he was in Ephesus, Epaphras, who was one of his co-workers, moves out into Asia Minor and goes and establishes the church in Colossae. And so Paul has heard great things about their faith, uh, but he has never visited. There's evidently something that's drawing them a little bit off of their faith uh, that he will call in chapter 2 the philosophy. And... uh, he answers it. We're not sure exactly what the philosophy is, but he answers it by saying, God chose to let all of his fullness dwell in Christ. You are complete in Christ, and Christ has been exalted above all power and authority. Mm-hmm. So as we hit uh, Colossians, those are going to be some of the major themes in this book. Mm-hmm. So before we take off, what don't we do as we always do and offer this moment in ourselves to the Lord. Yeah. So Matt, do you mind praying for us? Yeah, that's right. Father, we do thank you um, for this moment. Thank you um, that you are good, glorious, holy, so so much bigger and, and better than we could ever comprehend, and yet you've spoken to us through your Son. You've revealed yourself to us um, in, in Christ Jesus and through your Word. And, and so today, as we open up Colossians 1 and, and read it together, um, God, would you glorify yourself? Um, thank you for the the richness that we find in this text mm-hmm. um, would it be something that we don't just uh, read and, and philosophize, you know, f- kind of philosophize about, but um, God, it would be something that transforms us, um, grabs hold of our minds and our hearts and our lives, and and brings you glory and, and us joy. Um, Father, we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Philosophizing about the philosophy. I know. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Uh, Colossians chapter 1, Matt was commenting before we started that uh, there's there's so much more here than you can do in 15 minutes and even more than you could possibly do in a lifetime. It's so deep and it's so rich that Mm. it's a thrill to read it, you know, for the first time. It's a thrill to read it every time you read it. And, of course, it has depth uh, that we'll never fully comprehend until we see him face to face. Mm. Colossians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about to which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as I've been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. 
For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and has brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church, He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard, and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Now rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. I become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. All right, Matt, give us a two-sentence summary of everything we just read in the book of Colossians. For all things is his, and for you know, <laughs> him all things were created. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, two-sentence summary, seriously, is God is reconciling all things through Christ. Through Christ Jesus. And all things are his. Yeah. And then there's so many wonderful things he's talking. I just love that little statement. God was pleased to have all of his fullness in a dwelling him. And you were reconciled to him through his physical body, through through death, in which yeah. he made you holy and blameless. So there's quite a uh, quite a, a vast array of deep theology, some of the richest Christology that we have, mm-hmm. the hymn, you know, to Christ. Also, you'll notice in the prison epistles, you know, in, uh, in Ephesians, Colossians, and Philippians, Paul's prayer for the saints or mm-hmm. prayers that would do well for us to, you know, just kind of write on index cards and, and, and to pray for ourselves, and then you're going to find this in, a, in the next couple of weeks. You know, all of his prayers are deeply, you know, rich. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to know that he didn't know these believers. He hadn't been to this church, but he's still praying these prayers for them. It is, 
I mean, it's a striking, like when he starts in verse nine, describing what they pray for them and that they haven't stopped praying for them. I mean, I underlined, we continue, this is the tail end of verse nine. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. And then bearing fruit for every good work, um, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, and then also giving joyful thanks to the Father. I mean, these are, it's just like so rich and so good. And it makes me, it makes me want to pray that for Mm -hmm. everyone I know. And I'm not good at that. And for yourself as well. No, that that is, you know, kind of a habit I have. You know, I've taken, uh, you know, the names of, you know, people I know within our fellowship and I've put their names on index cards and I just kind of rotate through those cards, pranking you know, for two or three a day or, or mm-hmm. four or five a day. But I also, in the middle of those cards, kind of shuffle it in. And uh, you don't need to ask me where I learned my shuffling skills. Uh, but anyway, I kind of shuffle in you know, these, these prayers from Paul. Yeah. Because you know, how could we better pray you know, for Christ's church? And, and you have to love the tense there, the present tense. We, we're always praying this. Mm-hmm. This is not mm-hmm. you know, just a prayer we prayed one time and kind of checked the box and moved on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that you may have knowledge of who he is wisdom and understanding mm-hmm. that comes from the spirit live worthy of the lord please mm-hmm. him in every way bearing fruit in every good work growing in your knowledge of him and of course the word for knowledge here is not the word for theology it's a word for intimacy with mm-hmm. him being strengthened with all power according to i love this phrase being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might and if they, wow, that would be really cool. What is all of that strength for so that you may have endurance? Right. Yeah. So that you may um, be able to live in the moment in light of who Christ is and be a reflection of his glory rather than the panic, you know, that is so common, you know, in the world around us. And then, of course, giving joyful thanks. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a fantastic profile of what we should be in Christ and what mm-hmm. Christ desires to do in us and mm-hmm. what we should be praying for one another, yeah. uh, as you pointed out earlier. Yeah, I think one of the fun things is you read Colossians, you realize if you're reading it with a highlighter, you know, maybe you've learned some inductive stuff along the way, you quickly realize you're highlighting almost every verse in the first chapter. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, man, I should just color this page and be yeah. done. But yeah, I love how he starts in verse three, you kind of continuing y'all's thoughts, where he says, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all of God's people. Mm-hmm. You know, the, this faith that they had and they received and they were walking in, you know, mm-hmm. it was it was bearing fruit. And he even says, you know, you were, you heard the gospel, you received it, and it's it's bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world. You know, the, the gospel that we've received isn't a, a stagnant once, you know, and for all gospel that we just receive once and then move on. Mm-hmm. And just, it, it continues to bear no, fruit yeah. and it's thriving. Mm-hmm. But, but I also love you have this you know, Pauline triad there. We always thank the God. Uh, uh, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in in Christ Jesus, and of the love mm-hmm. you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven, and about what you've already heard in the yeah. true message of the gospel that has come to you. Mm. Uh, of course, in uh, you know, First Corinthians thirteen, he says, "Now remain these three: faith, hope, and love." And you see all of those, you know, here, and then the greatest of these is love. So in Paul's mm-hmm. mind, if you're growing in your faith, and your hope becomes more and more, you know, vivid, mm-hmm. and you are loving God's people, then you're 
you're on track in the yeah. Christian life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to outline Colossians for a seminary class and kind of theme it and, you know, what is the central theme? And I mean, you can't help but just say it's the supremacy of God, mm-hmm. you know, in Christ, in all things. And and even in, in Paul's prayers, and I, and I think this is just a good reminder for, for me and, and for our prayers that, I mean, how much is he banking on God to, to bring these things about? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not... It's not calling them to, to do something or, I mean, he's saying, man, I, my prayer is that the spirit would, is the one who gives wisdom and would continue to fill you with wisdom, you know, it, that God would with all power, you know, according to his glorious might, like these yeah. are things he's, he's pleading with God to do. And then he even kind of reflects on what God has already done, that he's moved us from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son, mm-hmm. you know, and qualified us to share, you know, in the inheritance of God's yeah. holy people. Like, these are the things that God has done. Uh, and, and he continues to go on then, you know, and to this rich part of chapter one, where the sun is the image of the invisible God, yeah, and he begins do. to reflect on. Go ahead and read that, Matt. The no, sun is, yeah, the sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him, and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Mm. We could even I know, you just want to keep going, right? Uh, yeah. I like the whole chapter. Uh, yeah. The, uh, you know, obviously, that would be a fun you know, exercise you know, for uh you know, just any any meditation on Christ is to sit here and just kind of make a list of all the individual attributes mm-hmm. of Christ that are described yeah. in this. And even once you've made a list, you realize that you know there are things that we we're saying that are far deeper deeper that can be captured, you know, in, in that list. But mm-hmm. uh, 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 you know, the single phrase, you know, God was pleased to have all of His fullness, you know, dwell in Him. You know, captures it you know in a beautiful way. He's the image of the invisible God. Uh, no one has ever seen God, uh, but when we have what we have seen in Christ is the perfect reflection mm-hmm. of who God is. And of course, we're reminded as that's what we were created to be. We were created to be a reflection of God's grace, mm-hmm. His character, His goodness, and His glory. And we we forfeited. You know the glory of God, and that's what Paul means in Romans when he said we've fallen short of His glory. We, mm-hmm. we were created to be like Him, but mm-hmm. we have become like us. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's where he gets in you know twenty one. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, because you desired you know things uh, that uh, uh, you know it's it's not just because you know all of the things that you've done, but the very things you pursue fall so far short of what you were created for and what you've been redeemed for mm. but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body mm-hmm. through his death to present you and this is who you are holy in his sight without blemish free from accusation mm-hmm. yeah. only because of what Christ has done in his physical body That's right. to present us we don't we don't even present ourselves <laughs> we don't even have the power enough to present ourselves no, but he I, has presented us you know we will all you know one day as we you know uh, read in Hebrews you know a couple of weeks ago stand before uh, you know to die once and are destined you know for judgment and uh, we'll either stand before him based on what we have done and our very best once we measure it against who he is we'll just 
look as Isaiah realized you know, when he had encountered the holiness of God, it's just filthy rags. Mm -hmm. All I bring to the table, or we will stand before him based on the works of Christ, which makes us holy, mm -hmm. blameless, free from accusation. Isn't yeah. that fantastic mm -hmm. in his sight? If there is an if-then statement. Yeah. Matt, the ones you go with the if-then. <laughs> yeah, it says, you know, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that's been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. And you can't help but think of Paul's words, you know, that if God yeah. began a good work in you, in Philippians, Philippians 1, six, if God began a good work in you, he will carry which, it of course, to we haven't read this year, so it's a little <laughs> bit of a spoiler alert. But yeah. uh, when we get to that, we'll uh, Yeah. <laughs> so even, I mean, you just have to love, you know, he, he's reflecting on the supremacy of Christ and the salvation that we've received, and he said that God's reconciled us, you know, if you continue in your faith. And, and Paul's if is really since, since. God will cause you. Yeah, since God absolutely. will cause you to continue in faith. Absolutely. Those uh, those who've received this work will bear you know, the fruit of this work that he's just prayed for yeah. and will endure you know, to the end in, in, in Christ. Yeah. Interesting phrase I fill up in my flesh, and I know we're well past our yeah. our time, Katie. I was talked already. a little bit long earlier uh, <laughs> yeah, on that, but uh, uh, I fill up in my body what is lacking in the suffering of Christ, which is a really interesting phrase there, there's nothing you know redemptive in, in paul's suffering mm -hmm. uh however uh when you know paul came to salvation you know or came to christ christ said paul why are you persecuting me so the body of christ is is still suffering mm -hmm. and, and they're suffering because uh, the world doesn't understand us or him and because they persecuted him they will also persecute us the time is coming when all suffering will be removed. So much more here. Yeah. Um, but um, Katie, can you pray a short prayer out? <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> um, Father, thank you for these words, and um, thank you for the encouragement and um, the worship that that wells up in us as we read them. Um, that we are reminded of of the supremacy of our God, um, reminded of your power and your faithfulness to us. Um, would we walk faithfully with you and um, would we continue to just set our eyes on you as we read Colossians and, um, and just worship you as your children? That's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.